The Dode Fox Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Dode Fox Podcast. I'm Paul, he's Ronnie, and the first of five games in 15 days is done as we win our first home game of 2024. Four changes, three goals, two bovrols, and number one in the table. Long may it continue. Join the conversation on our socials. We're at Dode Fox Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Coming up on this week's episode, spiders get squished, Paul's good, bad and ugly, plus the loan report, academy news, the women's team, on this day with the Arab Archive, and we bid a farewell to sheep. It's all coming up on episode 231 of the Dode Fox podcast. Waka waka waka, hey, Daniel Kujo, So welcome back to the award-winning Dode Fox podcast with Julie Texie. Paul McNichol and the loft clearing, skip running, Ronnie Costello. See what happens, Paul, when you need to record ins a half six at night, end up in lofts, end up going to skip. That is no how my Sunday should be. Well, that's what happens when you're handpicked, I'm afraid, Rondo. Honestly, film a day. What will a day? Will I, will I speak to the other half or will I go to the loft and clear it out? Let's go to the loft and clear it out. Right to the loft. It was uh, therapeutic. Let's just put it that way. How much shite was there? Lots of shite. Lots of shite. I can tell you what I did find, right? And it was quite funny. Well, I found it quite funny. Some people may find it quite funny. Some people may not. But I found a box full of uh, old cards. Now, these cards were maybe 10 years old. So mm-hmm. if they're long, more than four, and a, four years old, Claire never sent me these cards. So you kind of uh, get what I'm getting at here. Got ya. So, so there was lots of them. And there was the odd catty comment of, oh, just keeping uh, your ex, you know, a box of love. Is that? Is it just a lover's box? That I'm like, no, it's just a box that I didn't ken that I had. But, you yeah, know. Yeah. And then in well, a, these things can uh, can take on different meanings in other people's heads, Rondo. That's what happens here. And then in a totally separate box, I found an invite to my ex's. 21st birthday now nice so I you've tra- got two love boxes <laughs> <laughs> so I'll try no you're in the dog so I tried to work this out right so this invite that is and I mean a random box uh, would have been given to me in 2007 that's a long time ago and that's a long time to keep a hold of nonsense like that yeah what's it been to keep hold of it I did find though right I found a load of concert tickets like mind when you used mm-hmm. to get tickets Yes, and a shoebox by any chance. Unbelievable. Like 1996 Bon Jovi, mm-hmm. you know, 99, uh, about the same time, the Ocean Colour scene, Stirling Castle, um, mm-hmm. loads of them. And actually, the tickets are cool. They're not just a run of the mill printed on the same thing. But I also found uh, my ticket to the Aberdeen semi final at Tyne Castle. Uh-huh. I found two or three losing cup final tickets and I found the programme in mint condition from 1991 when I was a mascot against Hibs nice one yeah nice one I hate to admit the, the days of keeping concert tickets uh, are long gone I think mm-hmm. yep totally uh, it's it's a bit push because I've also got a, a shoebox somewhere in my house we just tickets in it for football matches for concert tickets I think the oldest one I've got is the first tea in the park ticket. It was 39 quid for the two days. Wow. You probably couldn't even get to the gate for 39 quid these days if they even done tea in the park anywhere. Uh, what were you so, doing yeah. going to tea in the park? That was my one and only time of going to tea in the park, Rondo. Well, I was on the lineup. You will, not be su- you will not be surprised to know. Who was on the lineup? <laughs> uh, Oasis. They were in the, the, the tent. But the headliners were Primal Scream on the Sunday and Rage Against the Machine on the Saturday. Amazing. There you go then. Amazing. Wow. Tremendous. Oh, wow. There we go. So there you go. That's the episode done. See you later. Done speaking about. Done. Mind your <laughs> What a shed. Anyway, uh, as part of the club's wider 23-24 uh, season digger benefits, uh, you might have seen this, but all current season digger holders can bring a friend for free to the game on Tuesday. Now, obviously, you need to be listening to this before kickoff on Tuesday for us to remind mm. you that that's a thing. Now, I'm not going to tell you I'm an expert of how you claim this 
do this or what you need to do. But I will tell you, the website's a pretty good place to start. So dundeerunitedfc.co.uk and you can find out how you can get the ticket for your friend for free on there as well. And you can phone up or you can go into the shop and stuff like that. But I think it's one of these cool things that is something overdue. I think it, it it's probably at the right time, midweek game against obviously champions elect Airdrieonians mm-hmm. uh, who just want to keep the bar uh, and it, it's one of them it, it's good that it's come on a positive result mm-hmm. you know yeah I mean it's, it's it's a good it's a good thing like I've and I've spoke to a few people and they're like how did they not date on Saturday instead of the Tuesday well probably because they can't they would have got whatever they got on Saturday and a midweek game a, a call Tuesday night against Airdrie then Ken, you're maybe needing a wee bit of encouragement to try and get a few extra bodies in. So, like, it's not a bad thing. Well, you're looking uh, you at 7,300 on Saturday there, right? I think off yeah. the bat, now this is, I'm making these numbers up, but I'm reckoning off the bat, you're probably looking at even 6,000 for a Tuesday night. Possibly yeah. six yeah. and a half, maybe. Yeah, I'd be amazed if it's anything like what it was at the weekend. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so it's, it's a decent initiative. Uh, you could argue either way, I suppose, but it's 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 no, it just makes no difference to me. Yeah. I've got a season ticket. I don't hear any mates, so it's just like a token gesture that I can't do anything about. Couple of truth, fine. couple of truths coming out, Aladdy. Yeah, couple of truths. Yeah. Uh, tickets for the film and away are on sale. By the way, that game's Friday, fifteenth of March. It's on the telly. Um, tickets have been out for ages, right? You can buy tickets mm-hmm. for ages, but. Obviously on the back of a, a positive result, people start sharing the links and stuff. Now I will tell you, it's not the easiest thing to find because for what I can gather, United have not said these tickets are on sale. You know, the film are just selling them. But to find them, the easiest way is to just go into Google and type Dunfermline away tickets to get to their away ticket place on yeah. their website. Because I had today I had to buy an extra ticket today. And it was a bit of a nightmare trying to find it, Googled it, found it, managed to buy it, and was able to buy a ticket right next to the tickets we've already bought. So we've got Perfect. a car full of four going through on the Perfect. 15th of March. So the weekend better not be ruined by quarter no. to ten. No. I uh, the, the reason for this late podcast recording the day, Rondo, is that I was actually through in Dunfermline the day at Leo's Autism Football. And they were playing at a place called Petrivi, which has got numerous artificial pitches. <coughs> and we're and we're Dunfermline, no training there themselves when I pulled up. So I was looking, thinking that that looks like training, thinking Sunday morning. Nah, can't can't it be amateurs running. And sure enough, it was Dunfermline. So uh, I was I was trying, I had my, my Dord Fox podcast hoodie on. I thought I'm gonna hit a, guy, a selfie with McPick. I hit her. But he was he was the only in that I didn't see. I saw White in, I saw Dave Mackay. Saw the boy that they've got on loan for uh, St Johnston because he's bald. Uh, the boy that you love that you wanted us to sign your Kubi at. Saw them up. Saw them up. They looked happy as anything, and it looks like they're training on a public park. So if we kind of scub them in a couple of weeks, something's far wrong. Yeah, yeah. Well, they played Friday, didn't they? So they maybe yeah, got Saturday yeah. off and then got the extra day ahead of uh, any other games. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that is that is where you were the day. So were you? I mean, what a thing we need to clear up, right? You were also needing to drive to our Berlins, one of them yours, one not, because one of their father may have been enjoying himself on Saturday yeah. hospitality. Yeah. Did you need to dish out the gold bonus today? No, no. And I actively encouraged it to be more than was previously agreed with his father. So I think, and what we're on about is we're mate Martin and his, his young lad Cameron, he plays for the autism football team as well. He's a very good player. And he happened to score seven goals the day, Rondo. Ten or a goal, uh, is it? And, it, and it, like he wasn't looking overly motivated before it, but like we shouted to her just just prior to the whistle going on the first match, favour a goal today, Cameron, and then there there you go. So he's going to have some sort of conversation with his old man, I think. Oh, I think by the time a text message lands out in, in the group chat, Martin created we, with the three of us, <laughs> we'll know about it by about 7 a.m. <laughs> Monday morning. And it usually starts with him calling with a couple of so and so's. You know what yes. I mean? Yes, next Tuesday. Anyway, right, before we get to the game, um, not unexpected. Well, I probably wasn't surprised he left, but I heard he was going to Miami and he's rocked up in Dublin. Kieran Freeman, yeah. 
has headed off mm. on a permanent deal to St. Patrick's Athletic, managed no less by a certain John Daly. Yeah, so that's obviously, <clears throat> he must know. Uh, and if he had went to the other team that he was getting linked to eat Tampa, then that's Robbie Nielsen, so he would know him as well. Uh, so it, it wasn't a surprise he left. I think we said it a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it looked like time was maybe up for, for Sheep and possibly for, for Declan Glass, although he's he's still here, but I'd, I'll be surprised if we see him next season. Uh, and it's, you know, it was it's one that everybody's probably seen it coming. It's just unfortunate, like when, when Sheep first burst into the team, like everybody thought this boy's an upgrade on what we've got there and Liam Smith. And he, he hit a rich vein of forum, and then whatever's happened's happened. Whether it's last season's just left his confidence absolutely shot. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. It'd be, it would be lovely to, to find out to speak to him. Like maybe he doesn't even think his confidence is shot. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, he, he, he did look like he was going to really struggle to get back in the team. I don't think the current manager really fancied him. Uh, so. It was it wasn't unexpected that he left. Yeah, there's a lot of questions that I would like you would like to pose to him to get sort of mm. answers. I mean, you see sort of the player that we've seen against Altmar in the home leg uh, and stuff like that, and then just you know you have a couple of bad games and you're a bit up and doing, and then obviously the relegation doesn't help and whatever. So, wish him all the best. Absolutely wish him all the best uh, and his move. Mm. Uh, go and get some football, and uh, it was funny because he said, um, you know, in his interview, he was, he, you know, he was looking forward to playing and bloody blah, and you're thinking, you get that excited for him, and they play on a Friday night, which is probably kind of good and shite at the same time, but they play on mostly every Friday, and uh, he was like, yeah, look for an if off, I'm going to look out for that, and he come on, we have a minute to go <laughs> to Marky's debut, they got beat, but again, he only joined during the week, so we'll see how he gets on, we'll certainly keep an eye on him over the coming weeks and months and see how his sheep gets on because uh, he's a nice lad um, he, he's obviously had his fair share of injury problems earlier in his career when he was just a young boy but uh, we do wish sheep all the very best uh, with his move to St. Patrick's Athletic so before the game and I want mm. I want uh, I want you to tell me how you were feeling before you seen the team and if you'd heard any rumours or what was happening in the build-up given last week's smash and grab? And Wraith, <laughs> you've mentioned him already, he was not happy with that. that. But yeah. after last week's smash and grab, and the week has passed by, how were your feelings Saturday morning when you woke up? Uh, well, I'd heard, I'd heard the rumours. I'd heard that Grimshaw was getting left out. I'd heard that Kai and Middleton were getting left out. And if I'm being honest with you, Rondo, I don't think I believed the rumours. I thought that that can't happen. Surely we're not leaving Grimshaw out two days after. Like the first time he's been left out our season, two days after we empty the boy that was apparently his backup. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, so when the team came out, I, I, I was kind of, I was a wee bit surprised to say the least. And I shouldn't have been because people had been telling us that was what was going to happen. But uh, Miller Thompson came in uh, and Kai and Middleton had to make do with a seat on the bench. So I was still confident, if I'm being honest with you. Like I'm confident most games in this league, as as I imagine most United fans are. But it did it did make me think to myself, like, was Goodwin no being completely honest after the game last week? Because he was like, Well, this is the best that we've played in a while. Uh and if that was the case, then like why would you change it? But then I think he's come out after the game and said, Look, sometimes it's you know, horses for courses, basically, you know, we just fancy changing up a wee bit. Of, uh, and we've got a lot of games coming up, as we mentioned right at the start. Like that was the first of five in fifteen days. So it was, it was a wee bit, of, a wee bit of a shock, to be honest with you. Uh, and I also felt hard sorry for Big Ross Graham getting left out the day after his birthday. Uh, not, not that that comes into anybody's thoughts, I suppose. But it's just like he's came into the team. He's not done anything wrong to get left out. Like it's, and was it the right decision? Possibly. You know, possibly. I mean, we've went, we've went on to win the game, but you just, you just feel for the guy, you know, because and and again, to jump to after the match when the manager spoke about it, he says, "Look, Gallagher's been in the defence for X amount of games, and we've conceded. I think it was seventeen games, and we conceded seven goals." He said he was part of the best defence in the league. He says Ross Graham came in 
and we conceded six in six games or whatever it was, something like that. And he wasn't a blooming Ross Graham for that. But obviously, you could see that there's like the defence wasn't as tight as it had been previously with uh, with Declan Gallagher in it. So you, you could see why he's went back to him for for a number of reasons, possibly. But it still did feel a wee bit harsh on Ross because he he's came in, he's not really done anything wrong, uh, and. But he's he's found his way back on the bench again. The big thing for me is can a Ross Graham got for United what, what I want? We're birthday off. I mm. mean, that desperate for my work to give me my birthday off. Never happens. Yeah, exactly yeah, true. Yeah. Real. But four changes, like you mentioned. Uh, Declan Gallagher back in. Yeah, as was uh, Miller Thompson, John Tilson, Matthew Cujo. Out went Ross Graham, Liam Grimshaw, Glenn Middleton. And Kai Fotheringham, once you've seen the team, were you then trying to work out what formation we were going to play? No, not at all. Uh, because I have I've, I've saw Miller Thompson playing like a right wing back before. I've seen him playing there a few times for the reserves. Uh, and I think one of the first times I saw him was against Dundee in the reserves earlier this season at North End Park. And I can remember thinking, well, I'm not sure about him defensively, like, but he, he's probably one of our best players just now because he's so good going forward you know he's he's a very good attacker and he loves to tack boys on uh, so I was I was kind of looking forward to seeing how it would pan out uh, and it was it's different for Grimshaw and I know that Grimshaw is not everybody's favourite I kind of think of him as a bit of a steady Eddie you kind of know what you're going to get from him uh, but at the same time I was looking forward to seeing what young Miller could do and, and, and we got to see that yeah and uh, our first chance fell within the first Two minutes, Matthew Kujo uh, getting a shot off target, but it was kind of the sign of, well, I could do with this start, if this is how we're going to start things. Yeah, yeah, it was it was uh, definitely on the front foot for the get-go. Uh, the first, I would say, five or six minutes, it was uh, looked promising, it looked like we were going to cause them all, all manner of bother. Uh, and and then obviously, Wotherspoon goes down injured, and it's it's... It's just so frustrating, like because there's it's not anybody's fault. There's nothing you can do about it. But you just you can't help but feel pissed that you're like, right, okay, we've we've changed maybe no formation, but we've changed personnel here. He's performing a specific role the day. We've got Kujo on the other side, and then seven minutes into the game, can he's off and and Fotheringham's on and he's placing. And I'm not saying Fotheringham's no a good player. I certainly like Kai. But it, it must it's, it's frustrating as a as a fan watching it and seeing any of your, your better players going doing injured, especially when you like you think of the guy's track record with injuries and the fact that straight away I was thinking, well, that's his calf. And if it's a calf tear or a calf strain, because I've not had many injuries that I can compare to football players, but I've I've done my calf a couple of times and that's you're looking at a good few weeks out. So it's a it's a bit of a blow. It was a bit of a blow at the time, yeah. Is and it, I think we lost our way a wee bit after it. Yeah, I certainly think his, uh, his calf was pretty taped up as well. He took his soap Yeah, down. yeah. So. But, and like, you could look at that and think, like, fuck's sake, you must have kept you had a problem. But like every player these days has got a bit of that tape on some part of their body. Like, it's, I think it's just part of the course. That and holy socks. Honestly. It's a week's wage. I would be finding boys for a holy sock. Yeah, further on for uh, Witherspoon. Obviously, they, they kind of had, had started as, and here's another buzzword for you, inverted wingers. It's kind of yeah. how they seem to play because we're playing on opposite sides or coming yeah. in, always going to come in. And you mentioned Miller Thompson as well because at very early in the game, it was uh, obvious one of his jobs was to get the ball in the box. And yeah. he's, he floored, he's got great delivery. He stuck a great free kick in, mm -hmm. which... And he must, he must have meant this to miss are the tall boys for it to land at Kujo's head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Kujo done apart. all right. Kujo done all right in the air. Done well in the uh, header. Good header. Yesterday, he did. He done all right. But Muller Thompson's delivery was excellent. Mm -hmm. uh, it, was, it was really, really good. Uh, so, yeah, like that was obviously something that that was planned. I think good one again. I keep referring to it, but I'm sure after the game, he, he made mention of that. They concede some goals for set pieces and whatever. So, yeah, that was definitely part of the game plan. And uh, and Miller was holding up his end of the bargain and that. And uh, do you, I mean, I'm going to tell you how I feel about it, but are you agreeing that their goal came definitely against the runner play? Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. So, like the saddle that I am, I was up at stupid o'clock today because couldn't sleep, wasn't feeling well. 
So I rewatched again. Uh, and yeah, hundred percent. I, I kind of felt that at the time, but a hundred percent watching it back, that that comes against the run play, no doubt about it. Absolutely sold the jerseys, Rondo. I mean, <laughs> completely, the completely the keeper's fault. He doesn't need me to tell to tell him. He'll no need anybody to tell him. And I think he's went back into the change room after the first half, certainly, and put his hand up. But he, he didn't even need to do that because we are can. It was on him that. End. Yeah, it was one of those that the goal. When you when you watch a bat again at the time it's hard to take in everything that's going on, but it was when I watched the bat this morning, is that you actually see that we're a wee bit over the place. Boys yeah. are in positions they shouldn't be in, and it's a wee yeah. bit chaotic. But again, yeah. you don't again need us arseholes to tell yeah. them that if he grabs hold of that, then we just move on. So of course, a hundred percent. And I think, I think at the start of the game, certainly after Wotherspoon went off, like we kind of lost for. We kind of lost our way a wee bit. There was a lot of slackness. Uh, I thought Gallagher was looking a bit slower. Maybe just trying to get get himself back into the game. Here's in for Paul. Gallagher looked like he'd been out for weeks. Let's be honest. He did, yeah, yeah, and and he has, and he'll probably know he trained that much because it's not like you. It's not like the old days where you you would come back for like because he's had surgery, hasn't he? So he's had surgery, and it's not like you're getting two or three reserve games to get up to speed. Like you're just. Right just back in, so it's it's going to take a wee bit of time, and I think it did. Uh, but also, their goal comes for a, a wee bit of mix up at the back, and Miller Thompson maybe getting caught out position, maybe a wee bit too far forward at that point. Uh, but I think that's maybe the risk and reward if you go with Miller Thompson at right wing back. There's he he might cause problems for the opposition, but there's every chance that you're going to get caught out at the back. I'm a big fan of the boy uh, Peyton, their striker number nine. I think he's a bit of a pain in the arse as well. In the Goal right scorer. place where you want your striker to be, um, and what it was, it was I totally felt that at the time. Um, oh, and somebody pulled me up by the way and said, "How do you know now it's a Queen's Park scorer?" I didn't know how I scored. Because yeah, you number should have just assumed. Should have just assumed. I it should was have because it was his seventeenth goal of the season, so I probably should have. But yeah, you're right. They didn't. None of us need to tell Jack Walton. He he um he made an answer that he'll know. But uh, he then made a really good stop right after that. Hunter. Yeah, uh, because if that if that gets past him, it's, it's looking like a really problematic afternoon. But he he, he done what Jack Walton normally does. Uh, he kept about the net. So yeah, that, that that's the Jack Walton that we've we've become accustomed to seeing. Uh, the, the one that threw the ban, the goal, not so much. I mean, that was something that you would expect for somebody maybe called Trevor Carson or something. I don't know. But uh, is that the basketball player? Yeah. Basketball, like hooligan, the dad. He was just trying to volleyball. He was, I don't care what he was doing. Uh, I don't know what he was doing. But no, to, to go back to our world class keeper, I think, uh, uh, yeah, it was it was a good save. When you watch it back, it's probably a save that he would expect to make. It's kind of close to him. But I think the important uh, thing is, there, Paul, when you've made a mistake, you have mm-hmm. to mark that save because if that see, he doesn't mark that yeah. save, it could get in his head, and and uh, clearly didn't. It? Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, like they, they kind of they opened us up at that point. Again, that was a good passage of play for them. But they, they got in behind McMahon, who was possibly maybe, and again, risk and reward. Maybe we were asking these guys to get a wee bit further forward. Uh, but when you do that, like you can be exposed at the back, and, and they kind of got to with it. Um, I should have mentioned this earlier on. Actually, just have to we, we, we'll start speaking about the match. What did you What did you pull out in the sweepy for? How long it'll take for the first bit of time wasting by the goalie? Oh, uh, well, I would have been wrong because it was within a minute. The, it was for Kujo's shot. Yeah. So, so you mentioned Kujo's wow. shot right at the start again. Wow. And and the keeper must have took about forty seconds to take the goal kick. But then the thing is, Rondo, we started doing it in the second half, and that it's just it bores the earth off me. I didn't pay to go and watch people fanny about and waste time. I want to see football. No. Uh, no matter was then. He uh, he made a good after Jack Walton save. Uh, the boy Ferry had a good save as well for Fotheringham. Uh, that's the move for Mole and Water are involved. Yes. Good, good. Uh, great, well, great I thought it was a good save at the time, even better when I better when I seen him back. Yeah, it was a really good save. Uh, yeah, I don't know why to give him too much credit because I can't why he's previously played for, but it was a good save. Mm-hmm. And then uh, at the time, I didn't think it was as bad a foul, but uh, it's quite a bad foul for old Mary's prayer, is it? On Tony Wong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Did he get booked for it? Probably no. Referee was no. not that. He might be dead, but... Yeah. Come on, yeah, he definitely caught, definitely caught him. 
Uh, what were you thinking watching the, uh, the players well, uh, grab a bar, speak to each other? See, I, I'm going to be honest, but I, like, I could easy no be honest and say I thought Louis Moult was going to hit it and he was going to curl it in the top corner, but I'm pretty sure somebody would call us out on that, somebody that was sitting right next to us. So I was thinking, what is Kevin Holt walking away for this far? Just let him smash it. That, that was what I was thinking. I didn't think Louis Moult was going to be tacking it. Who was was it? Cucho that was around it. Cucho well? was there as well. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't like Cucho. I seen him tap a penalty doing in Dumfries. I wouldn't let him near a set piece. I also on Saturday <laughs> saw him tap a shot that had the corner flag on the opposite side. So that's correct. That's correct. Then he, very accurate. <laughs> he couldn't do that again if he tried. That's how done a hit in the fucking target. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I didn't. I didn't think that it would be Louis Moult, but. What, two steps? I mean, uh, two steps for the bar? I thought. Yeah, I mean, it's a peach. May it's an well, absolute peach. May as well think this will just go out for a corner, eh? Probably hit the wall. Yeah. Uh, absolute peach, Rondo. To get it up, who are, and right in the, <coughs> excuse me, the top corner. Fantastic. Yeah, and some of the videos for behind that goal are, you, you can yeah. see, I mean, somebody says to me uh, on a text this morning, you couldn't squeeze a stamp in that. You couldn't squeeze no, it. couldn't. But it's great for Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful finish, and it was needed. And also, can the crowd go and be? You saw his reaction. It was like, come on, get. Because yeah. again, we've said yeah. that he's went through some phases this season. I couldn't have could Elsie Manjo cleared the stand mm-hmm. last week, but then we obviously poorly said he needs a goal. Yet he'd scored three in about five games at that point. Yeah, but he yeah. is a striker that, and he's and he scored in the last two now as well. Exactly, and I'm. Th- it's just <laughs> one of them that if he can. Keep getting there, notching these goals, and we've said that it's that arsehole on the TV. I keep mentioning, like Chris Boyd done nothing. Well, his records was pretty good for goal scorers. Louis Moult could yeah. do nothing again. See if he scores every week. We'll cope yep. with it. But just getting that yeah. goal at that time, after we yeah. lost our way a little bit, and obviously, yeah. you know, we gave the bar a while with some slack passes. But again, it just showed you a couple of nice wee bits of play. We win that free mm-hmm. kick. But dead excited. Louis Moult steps up. Where I go. Oh. And then he just sticks it top bin. Move on. Like it was nothing. Like it was normal. Absolutely. It was, uh, it's an absolute peach. Like the keeper's never getting it. Uh, great finish, and that completely changed. Like I, I would say that we were probably the better team at that point, anyway. But that completely changed it towards the end of the half, and, and we were in total control. Yeah. And then Craig Messi nearly stepped up. Yeah. How many times did you shout shoot? A lot. Because. It, <laughs> like you were like, oh shit! Oh no, he's took it. All right, shit! Oh fuck, he's want to be somebody. Shit! No, he's he's going past boys again. Here we go. Just do what you want, Sybil. But it was really, it was unfortunate. It was kind of a weak shot in the end. But it just, like when you watch it back, it just never sits perfectly for him. Like and because you could look at it and think, fuck, how did he know that shot? Like because it just doesn't, he doesn't get the right touch before it to smash it. Because obviously, when you're when you're in that position, if he could have had it first time, he, he probably would have wanted to. But he, I just never sat. There was somebody blocking, and it, it was almost the the goal of the season. But uh, that was the keeper got a hand on that, did he? He puts it in because we he scored for the corner. the corner. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he touched it in the corner. Yeah. Uh, no, it, it was so close to being an absolute peach, but. Uh, yeah, it was a good moment in the matchup. Yeah, I think you're right. He he, he just does it doesn't just sit from just enough, but he's creating that opportunity. The, the the problem is, and when you when you see it back, there's that many bodies in front of him between him and the goal. You yeah. are thinking again. This is watching a box at the time, just shouting shoot. But it's like, can if he does get a shot off, it could hit him. He can go anywhere, or you're in a world they go top bin, and he it just. When he sort of turns on it, I don't know if he's going to lay it off and he just swings a bit. And like you say, it's no much, but it's probably far enough across the keepers. A wee bit worried about it because it's yeah. maybe no hit with total pace. But then for that corner, Miller Thompson rocks up again and does yeah. the old adage you think, he's ever hit that to the back post, comes in. Tony Watt obviously knew what he was doing, voying yeah. into the ground. And Clean Jordan Tilson for no place is leaping like a salmon. Yeah, I mean, know know the boy that I would have wanted in that position, know the boy I would have expected to be in that position, but he was the boy that was in that position and he dispatched it beautifully. Yes, yeah. I don't know what the keeper's doing. He has some, he has a funny dev. The bar's passed him for even devs, but yeah. And I I thought would would deserve to be ahead as well at that point. Yeah, yeah. And I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Even, Even though like once again, 
we, we weren't playing like Brazil 1970s team, but we were definitely, in my opinion, the better team at that point. <laughs> Brazil 1970s. And now Jordan Tilson Heather in the same couple of sentences. Anyway, yeah. half-time comes. Quite happy? Yeah. Yep, definitely. Thinking that we're just going to see the game out. Uh, thinking that we'd no played great. We'd kind of struggled. We'd lost our way a wee bit, but we'd regained the foothold in the match. And thinking that we were deservedly a goal up. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And more of the same you're expecting, second half. I was, well, I was like Miss United fans, probably ex no expecting, but certainly hoping for an early third just to calm up these nerves and hopefully kill the game off. It's uh, not what happened though, eh? it was pretty pretty dull, 50, 15 minutes into the second half. Didn't it really happen, yeah. Apart for the goalie coming out, I think mm -hmm. realising he's not getting to that bar before Kujo, so thinks yeah. I might try and tack him out, because I think he touched that him out. Yeah, yeah. You know? Good, again, good for Kujo, brave for Kujo, uh, but I think decent defending for the boy, because I think he's weighed the situation up and thought, okay, I think my keeper's made an absolute null hunt of this. And on the back of thinking that, I'm going to just run past both of these guys and I'll clear the bar. Yeah. So fair play to the defender for doing that. But yeah, the, the keeper made a right hash of that. Yeah. And then just after the hour, there was a double change. Uh, Moulton Kujo went off middle and Grieve. Come on. Yeah. Not the subs I would have made, Rondo. And uh, you probably no surprise at me saying that because I texted you straight away saying, would you have taken Kujo off? 100%. Yeah, I wouldn't have taken Kuju off Why? at that point. Because you I ran, think... Because you, you ran around a wee bit. I think... No, no. I'm, I'm not saying that he, he was like a, a complete standout in the game, but I just think he was he was trying to create something. Uh, but like Kujo splits opinions in that... Like if, if you like Kujo, then you focus on the things that he's maybe done that are, that are good, and then you kind of focus on that. And if you didn't like him, then... Like quite rightly, you're like, but you hit the corner flag with your shot, and then he's he's running a blind alley, and he's got tackled for five men. Like I get it, but I just like the fact that so many players these days, they, when they're a certain age and usually young, you're like, this boy's got something. He's he just wants the ban, he wants to tab the on, and it gets coached out of boys all too often. Like when we had GMS, and I'm not comparing them to GMS, but when we had GMS when he first came in, he just wanted to do tricks and flicks and skin Abdi and it was brilliant to watch. And then over time, it kind of got coached out of him, I think. And I think that happens to a lot of players because it's a bit maverick-ish. Like you never can what you're going to get and I don't think too many managers are overly keen on that. So I probably would have kept him on because I think when he was, if we were able to get him one-on-one -on -one with the, the boy that was marking him, he was causing him bother. And uh, I was all for that. But, I could see you, sh in fact, you're not just shaking your head, you've, you've threw your microphone off the wall behind you there, that's incredible for the Kujo hater over there. <laughs> and then brought a ferry in his mansion. For the, in, the, in the first half, and I've said this to a few people, in the first half, I thought you had the left back on toast, right? I thought you had the bait on him. The problem yeah. after that is the next pass, the next cross. Yeah. And it didn't go anywhere. The next shot didn't yeah. go anywhere. And that's, that was the because he had him. So he flicks it around the boy, gets around him, and I think he has the beating of him. The second half, and I think for a lot, and this is when we get to the subbies, it got to a point you actually, when there was going to be subs, it's like, mm, you could sub a few here because mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. second half's no been, we've not really started well. And I think when, I don't know if it, when it made up the manager's mind, but when Kujo ran into about four boys, went back on yeah. himself, went back into the and boys, come a, back at yourself. Aye, there's we like those wee bits are, are on it, but the changes I would have made at that point, I actually would have mm -hmm. took Kuju and Kai off. That's yeah. that's what I would I would have kept Mole on. Like that's I would have kept Mole on. I would have taken I'm not sure I would have made changes to be honest with you. No, I don't think you have to. But, but if I did, and if I had to make two, I probably would have took Kai and Tony Watt off. Mm. So like there, there's me and you were not even agreeing on it. So you could imagine like it, it's, it was so, some games are subbies made and you're like, right, clearly he was needing to come off and so-and-so was needing to come on. But that, it was a bit, and you could argue the toss who are this in quite a lot, like whether or not we actually needed subbies, whether they were the right subbies and, and so on and so forth. But me personally, I didn't think we needed subbies at that time. No, 
no. and the ends, the ends that he took off, it's not the ends I would have took off. Yeah, I mean, you put it like that, to, to be fair, that's how you mean, didn't need to make them, but when he was going to make two, that's that's what I thought was going to go. Hmm. And I get, I mean, oh, but Kai only come on, Kai come on in the eighth minute, he's played the majority yeah, of the game. Yeah, I, like, I know, and that, 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 that wouldn't have, I, I wouldn't like to think that that would have been factored into hmm. A decision or I can't attack him off. I, I don't think that would have come into the manager's thoughts. And again, you, you've got to look. He's, he's played an hour. Kudra's no start of the game in a, a, a long time. And we are away to play another four games over the next 100%. 10 days by the time Tuesday 100%. comes around. You know? So I think it's yeah. certainly going to be uh, everyone will get game time. And I think there'll be a few changes like that. But yeah, that, that was the changes. Now, there's a new ref to me, right? Didn't know this guy, didn't know his name, didn't know his track record or anything. But when he's booking a boy for a point blank range handball on Jordan oh. Tilson, game's done. Like I mean, unbelievable. <laughs> I don't care what he's meant to do. That's I mean, I'm not, not even disputing a hit his hand or his arm or whatever I hit. But my God, like it's it, you've got it's got to be deliberate. It's got to be deliberate to get a, a booking for that. Mm-hmm. And I'd be amazed if it was deliberate. Uh, but what do I care? <laughs> uh, two bits but, of Queens Park action I need to mention. Mm-hmm. And I'm 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 praying that these are both in the second half. I'm pretty sure they are. The boys free kick. Jack Wallen mm-hmm. makes a good save. I think it's a save Jack Wallen should make, but he still yeah. has to make the save, right? The other one is I think it's Dom Thomas, who mind you said we should have signed the January transfer window. Uh <laughs> plays the bar across, right? Now it goes to Nabdi and goes out, but you never think much of it. The job Miller Thompson does at the back post knowing he can't touch it but he needs mm-hmm. to make sure the boy up his arse definitely yeah. can't touch it thought it was excellent really really good play for him really really good play yeah, yeah. for somebody that's that's let's let's be honest he's no a right back he's he's no there's probably no many defensive thoughts in his head you know he's he's come through the ranks he's still a burn in my eyes he's 19 20 uh he's Missed times that I've seen him play, he's been up front, he's been a winger, he's been like an attacking midfielder. So I know that he's played there a few times now, but to have that instinct of what to of to know what to do to block out the the oncoming attacker was was very clever for him. Yeah, mm. and ten minutes for time wrapped it up. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant for Middleton. And I know he gets a lot of stick. He's another one like half the bloody team that's he, there's split opinions on him, but he gets the ball. Plays a good ball out to Grieve, I think it is. Well, uh, actually starts for Craig Sibble chesting it down in his inbox and passing yeah. it to Middleton. And obviously Night you cool look come. You, you look back, I mean, certainly the time I thought Middleton's way over hit that. But he actually just puts it mm. in pure space for Grieve to get there. Yeah, because Grieve's got pace. Mm. So he knows that if he puts it there, okay, it might be a wee bit of wide, but Grieve's the man that's going to get on the end of this bar. And Middleton follows his run in. And even if you if you watch it back, Middleton actually runs in and he kind of points just a wee bit behind him, as if to say, "Gears it there." Perfect pass for Grieve. Great touch for Middleton, and I think he wrong foots the keeper and he just smashes it back and back for the, the way that he came. Brilliant finish. Brilliant yeah. finish. Great goal. Yeah. Uh, after that, obviously a couple of minutes later, Grimshaw Mikkelsen come on for what until said to obviously just freshen up a little bit as we sort the game out. Even at two one, and. Doesn't matter how long you've watched United or any team, you're always thinking, but need another goal. That just yeah. totally, I, I, totally settled it for me. I mean, I, I didn't see we losing the game at two one, but you know how much but a you goal. Fear, you, fear, <laughs> you fear a sucker punch. Yeah, we've seen do. it last week, Rondo, and I can, I can our big mate Martin thinks that we're talking shite, but like I felt that like United were pretty much in control of that second half last week, and then the boy goes and hits a worldie, and before you know it, we're we're ahead and him with no points. Uh, so even though we were two one up yesterday and fairly comfortable, of course, like you, you, you want to get another goal or a cushion because anything can happen in a game of football. Anything, boys can hit worldies, refs can mark terrible decisions. You, you could give away daft fouls, keepers can drop the bar. Like anything can happen. So I was sitting fairly comfortably when it was two one, and when I went to three one, it was game over. Absolutely, and that's how it finished. Three one, three points. We can only do what we look after ourselves at the minute. There's no favours or anything like that. We need to keep winning our games, which is great. But let's um, let's look at the kind of the bigger picture of of kind of everything we've seen. So we've seen four changes have come in, and going to four four two again. And again, it's that mere natural sort of midfield. Sybil Tilson playing in there. 
what was I mean? You've you've touched on already is how high are we played our fullbacks? How high we mm. got them up the park to really get ourselves up? And Scott McMahon will tell you he's not the first, but he'll first person will tell you he's crossing or long passing maybe he wasn't a, as good as it should be but that's some of the bars Miller Thompson was sticking in for deep to uh, but then you look at the wingers and trying to get a bit of pace and trying to be direct and you know it was uh, I was same as you I, st- I think we were a better team last week we being brilliant and I'm not saying yesterday well yesterday I was we recorded it was even was as good as yesterday but I thought it was a t- it was different Thought we played it mm-hmm. differently yesterday. Uh, they changed yeah. the, the way we would sort of set up as well. Obviously, with Gallagher coming in, you get a bit more of a calmness. Uh, Defence, again, nothing against Big Ross, but it probably did allow more the, the, the fullbacks to just, just go, lads. Just crack on. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there was times uh-huh. Matthew Cujo was coming back quicker than Miller Thompson because he was that far up the park. Yeah, yeah. But you could, like, if that was... If Goodwin was doing that for the remaining twelve games or however many's left, like it's that's an area that teams I think would look to expose. Like if we've got Miller Thompson and uh, Cujo on the same side of the park, like I th- if I'm the opposition manager, I'm thinking, okay, they might cause us bother. However, they're going to give us uh, opportunities as well. There's going to be gaps in behind them. Uh, so yeah, I'll be I'll be interesting to see how many more times that we see that combination together. But I mean, it worked yesterday. Uh, was it a great game? No, no, really. It was a bit scrappy. There was a lot of slackness, piss poor passing at times, some poor decisions being made. But it was a great win. I mean, you can get a great win without being a great performance. It was a great win. We had to dig it out. We did dig it out. And, and we, we did what we had to do. Absolutely. Right, before we uh, ask for your man of the match. I still think we'll scoosh it, but it's a nervous scoosh. Come on, United. Sibold was shit hot today. <laughs> it's a nervous squish now, though. Nervous squish. Yes, I mean it's, it's hard to disagree. Like uh, I still think that we'll we'll win the league, but like they're still on our coattails, Rondo. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, hanging on tight. Right. Talk to a who 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 impressed you, who didn't do enough, and who ultimately gets your man of the match. I, I think. Uh, Probably the two centre-halves really impressed me. Uh, Holt and Gallagher. Uh, it was good to see them back together, even though, obviously, you, you feel for Ross Graham. But it's a ruthless business, Rondo. Like, if that's the best pairing and the manager's is, it's going to give you the best chance of prosperity, then you, you hate to go with what you believe. Uh, but again, like Mr. Scoosh himself has just said, I, I think Sybold was probably our best player on the day, just for the, the work that he put in, the ground that he covered... And uh, the fact that he thought he was Lionel Messi for about five seconds. It was something else, wasn't it? Uh, some mm-hmm. sh- I mean, it was a fair shift for the two in the midfield yesterday. Kevin, mm-hmm. you've got that much attacking sort of players going. That's a fair shift. Some of Tilson's passing yesterday, Rondo, honest to God, man. I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I was thinking, I can't, I can't, he can't be a professional football player. And I was just finished slating him. And he goes and fucking scores. Yeah. So he completely shot my pass, like many of them have over the years. Yeah, um, I think one of the interesting things in the, his role yesterday was also that when Miller Thompson did bomb up, he did sit and sort of would go into cover there if need be. And I think yeah. that, that's a lot of things. It's not just, it's not always what players do on the bar. And of, mm-hmm. ultimately, sometimes he didn't do much on it, right? But no, what, no. the work after bar as well is so important these days. Yeah, And you and, see and, and, these and, wee things yeah. of how they cover space and other men and what yeah. have you, you know? And it's, he's the sort of guy, or that's the sort of role, should I say, that is appreciated by his teammates and probably his manager more than more than your ordinary punters like me. Like we, we are just thinking, he's done nothing a day, but then he's maybe allowed Miller Thompson to bomb forward kind of carefree at times and, and maybe McMahon on the other side as well and he's just sat and covered and done the dirty work uh, so to speak but yeah it, was, uh, it certainly wasn't the Tilson's best game yesterday by any stretch however he's got himself on the score sheet and it was an incredibly vital goal for us so uh, I'm happy with that yeah and that's the thing I think sometimes it's it's that just being effective and you know, even then, he, he gives the ball away he's looking for Gallagher but he doesn't actually look over his shoulder and he gives the ball away one thing I do have to credit him with, he never hides. 
Like he always mm-hmm. wants the bar. And I, th- I just think that's that's something you usually see a lot in a young player. Like I, I, the, the example I've used was a couple of years ago when Chris Mockery come on against Hearts, lost the bar, they near enough scored for it. As soon as we got the bar, he was looking for the bar again. And you're thinking, that's, can go and look for it again. Then I hide, then I go and get the bar. And can, and yeah, listen, he's not going to, I mean, some some players like to try a 30 yard crossfield bar, even though it's not in the locker, right? But just some of those, like you're saying, the five yard pass that didn't find a man. But then when you looked at, like the off the ball stuff, and Miller Thompson's up ahead of Kudjo in the second half, early in the second half, when you actually look at it, he's almost playing as a right back, Tilson to cover in yeah. case that comes back and it's these wee things that I think he's valuable and like you say his teammates and the manager will definitely appreciate that more than us me yeah more than us 100% yeah because you're saying that it's good when boys didn't hide there was times yesterday I wish he was going to go and hide uh, stop looking for the bar because if you get the bar the next the next pass is to them so please stop go and hide hide and seek champ come on but yeah he's 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 came in uh Again, I've said it about so many of the players. Like he, he splits opinion, but he's he's done a job. Uh, but ultimately, like we we won the game, Rondo. That's the main thing. Like boys can play great, boys can play shite. We won the game. We had to win the game. It was a pressure game because I mean, I'm not sure if we we thought Wraith would win or no. But you've just kind of got to assume that these are games that we've you've got to win. Like there can't be too many more slip ups. We can't afford that uh, because it's it's too tight at the top. Let's talk about Miller Thompson then. A surprise mm. inclusion for many, uh, especially when I was reading tweets at two two o'clock on Saturday afternoon saying, "Oh, I found Chavez Tombola," um, yeah, and he comes yeah. in. But how did you rate his ninety minutes overall? I thought he done very well, and and it's promising. Uh, I th- I think there's certainly there's a lot to work on. Like you, I kind of I'm not going to sit here and say, "Oh, he's he's the next coming of Cafu." Like far from it. You know, he's he's got. He's got stuff to work on. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you used Cafu as the Brazilian player for the comparison. Uh, well, I know the I, other I checked end. myself. I checked myself. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, he's, there's something there, isn't there? Like he, we all know he's a good player. Uh, I think they said after after the match when they were doing the interview with the gaffer, he's an example of when the loan system works. Like we've had so few examples of when it's actually worked for us. We seem to loan boys to teams that didn't get games half the time but Miller Thompson certainly went made an impact at Montrose I've absolutely no doubt that they would have loved to have kept him for the remainder of the season but we've obviously thought no we're we're going to try and use him uh, and it's, it's it's also interesting to me because he's went to Montrose and he's been a midfielder or he's or he's played a wee bit in further forward shall you say so it's not even like United have said look this is our long term plan for this guy we want him to be a right wing back so if you're going to loan him we want you to play him there. Like that's obviously not happened. We've just brought him back in, but he's obviously worked on it on it in training. The manager clearly thinks he can do a job there, uh, and he done all right. Like he he, he done all right. It wasn't a, a ten out of ten performance. It was maybe a seven out of ten yesterday. But for somebody that it was only his second start for us, and his first in was about two or three years ago. And it was a position that he's no overly familiar with yet. I think he'd done all right. And, and there's the good positive signs there. I think for any young player that comes in, especially in a position new to them, and mm-hmm. they're going to be caught out of position now and again. They're going to get yeah. caught up in w- what's going on. They're going to miss time a jump, a tackle, a pass, whatever. The, but, stake, the stakes are also high, Rondo. Like we, because we can't, we can't lose the game. Mm-hmm. So the stakes are high. There's a lot of pressure on him as well. So that that's got to be factored then. Absolutely. But overall, job done. Quite happy. Move job on. Done. Delighted with it and move on, yeah. Delighted with it. But anyone is going to delight me just now. Anyone. Tell that to your face. Good, bad and ugly. Well, the ugly's me. <laughs> the, the, the good. The good. We went, we went behind and we found a way to win. We've got 12 games to go. We're sitting top of the league. It has to mean great, but it could be a lot worse. The bad, the injury to Witherspoon. Hopefully it's nothing serious, but if he's tore or strained his calf, he'll be out for a few weeks and we're at the stage of the season when we need all hands on deck. And ugly. Once again, it was not a great watch, but I'm not going to go as far as to say it was this week's ugly. 
Some of Jordan Tilson's passing also led me to query whether he actually gets paid to play football. But I'm not going to say that's this week's ugly. No, no. The ugly this week is that they pricks for Kirkcaldy one again and remain on our coattails. They do. And we don't have uh, long to wait. Tuesday night, uh, we'll be back at Tanadice. Airdrieonians will be the visitors. Uh, Morton extended their unbeaten run to 15 games by yeah, severely... Yeah. Hopefully it goes 16. Well, that very much so. Very much so. <laughs> uh, but they, they beat Airdrie uh, two goals to one uh, yesterday. They're a team that we've mentioned quite a few times due to their manager's outspokenness. Uh, they mm-hmm. won't change the way they play. I think we can expect that they might want to keep the bar for as long as they want on Tuesday. Yep. Uh, but although yep. we have won the two games against them and uh, I think we're all hoping, expecting more of the same on Tuesday. Now, forgetting about the Airdrieonians team, because it'll take care of itself and what have you, what do you expect for our team lineup? given we've just played yesterday? I, th- I think there'll be changes again. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, well, Wother- Wotherspoon's clearly not going to be starting again. So he'll be it. I think... Cujo will probably be dropped to the bench. I wouldn't be surprised at that. So I would expect Kai and Middleton to come back in. And I wouldn't even be surprised if Grimshaw comes in for Miller-Thompson. Yeah, I expect two or three changes probably much every one of these games over the next couple of weeks. Yes. I think think it would be... uh... There's a couple that are undroppable. You've got Walton, Holt, Gallagher, Sibbald, McMahon and like if Doherty's still bloody injured then I would imagine Tilson's going to play most of these games as well just now unless we're going like we're really going for it but I'd be surprised if that was the case I think that we'll be looking at Sybil and Tilson for a few weeks yet has there been anything said about Doherty's injury I've no I've no saw anything or heard anything for it definitely no fit for Tuesday no chance no no chance it's uh, yeah that's a blow as well because we could really do with him yeah, absolutely uh, the games that they are as we've mentioned this 5 and 15 game period obviously Airdrie ends up on Tuesday uh, then on Saturday we're away to Partick then the following Tuesday we're away to Morton and then on the 9th of March we're at home to Arbroath there's then the away game on the Friday night against Ophelman that we mentioned and then we finish off March with back to back home games against Inverness and Wraith Rovers I mean, it's all to play for, isn't it? Seven, it's all to play for. I said last week, we're top of the league, it's great. We should be top of the league, but we should be a wee bit further clear, in my opinion, but we're not. So everything's on the line, you know? We could we could still go up, as as our man says. We, should, we could still squish it, but we could absolutely fall flat on our face as well because it's so tight. So these are high-pressure games, every single one of them. We've just got to go in with a belief that you're going to win. Uh, just try, just work harder than the opposition every game and you should be alright it's that simple but uh, it's easier said than done 12 games to go right how's our loanies been getting on the loan report uh, Flynn Duffy at Peterhead it was a two game week for Flynn this past week and both of them were up in Peterhead on Tuesday night he'd get the full 90 minutes and have to put in a right backs to the wall performance as his 10 men for half of the match, Peter Head fought out a nil-nil draw on the night with Bonnie Rig Rose. That led him on to this weekend, where Elgin were the visitors to Balmour. Again, Flynn would get the full 90, and once again he'd have to make do with a point as the match finished one all. Rory Adams at Edinburgh say. There would be nay last-minute heroics this week, as Rory and his Edinburgh teammates were soundly scalped in Stirling. They were only one goal down when they had a man sent off in the 47th minute and from there it was simply too big a task for them. The game would finish 4-0. Leighton Bisland at Falkirk. Falkirk continued their procession to the League One title last midweek when they comfortably saw off Montrose by three goals to nil. Once more, as has become the norm this last little while, Leighton was an unused sub. On Saturday, however, the norm was chucked in the bin as Leighton got a rare start for the Burns. This time they were away to Lewis O'Donnell's Kelty, so we would actually get a battle of our loanees for once. It was a keenly contested game, and the difference probably came on the stroke of half-time 
when Kelty were reduced to 10 men. It was already 1-0 to Falkirk by that time, and they simply saw the game out after that. Both Leighton and Lewis played the full 90 minutes. Logan Chalmers at Air United Logan would find himself back in the starting lineup on Saturday as Wraith were the visitors to Somerset. We all know what the score was, but Logan had a decent game before being withdrawn in the 74th minute. Craig Moore at Lockheed United Craig was another one of our loanees that was due to have a two-game week this week. First up was a trip up the coast to play Montrose Rosley. It was a tight affair, but with Craig helping pull the strings in the middle of the park and getting himself on the score sheet, he helped his side to a 4-2 win on the evening and picked up the man of the match in the process. It was then due to be a trip up to Brideyland on Saturday, as Craig and the Lockheed fleet were scheduled to face Forfar United, but that one was postponed. The academy team. Another two-game week for the young team, and yet more wins. On Tuesday, we scalped the Rangers 4-2, with two long-range efforts from Rory McLeod and two off-a-bra solo efforts from Adam Carnwath and birthday boy Keir Berte. The team are ticking along nicely at the minute, and Rory McLeod has now scored 11 goals in his last five games, seven of which have been from outside the box. That took the lads on to another home game against Hertz on Friday, and they, once again, got the job done. They had to make do without Carnwath and McLeod, but it was still a good gutsy performance on the night, albeit they needed a late penalty from Brandon Forbes to win it. The game finished 2-1, and the penalty took Brandon's goal tally to 15 for the season, I'm sure. The lads now head to Glasgow this Friday, Rondo, in the semi-final of the Scottish Youth Cup. Uh, so they are up against Evil Incarnate itself, the Rangers, and hopefully they can get the job done and get to the final. The women's team. Last week, it was a trip up to the greatest and most dull and dour city in the country, the offence DMARP, as the ladies were up against Aberdeen. Despite me preaching words of doom about their plight this season, they actually got off to a flyer. Fifteen minutes in, and Morgan Steedman had notched her first two goals for the club, and they appear to be cruising. Of course, though, we all know how things have been this season, and just 60 seconds after taking that two-goal lead, Aberdeen would score. Would that lead to panic stations, or would it fire the team up? Well, by half-time it was 3-1 to the good guys, after El Capitan Rachel Todd notched from the penalty spot. The start of the second half wasn't too bad, and United were holding their own. That was until the 68th minute, when the Lady Sheep pulled another goal back. In the 75th minute, a harsh decision by the ref resulted in Aberdeen being awarded a penalty for a very dubious handball. The fix was in. They would score the resultant penalty and tie the match at 3-all. There was now 15 minutes to go. The 15 minutes came and went, and it was still 3-all, Rondo. They were now in deep, deep injury time. Of course, disaster struck. A stramash in the box led to the ball landing at an Aberdeen attacker's foot and she has rifled it into the roof of the net to seal a great comeback but add to the already demoralised United side as they would have had they would have had to head back down the A90 empty-handed. On a positive note, however, Brodie Greenwood played for Scotland under-19s on Saturday as they faced Wales down in Wrexham. So well done to Brodie. Indeed. Right, let's wrap this up on this day in association with the Arab Archive, preserving the history of Dundee United Football Club since 2006. The 26th of February is our focus today. Four games, a trip to Easter Road in 1986. And although the final scoreline does not reflect United's superiority, this victory did hoist us into second place behind the other Edinburgh side, Faitine Castle. Eamon Bannon got the only goal of the game as he volleyed past Alan Ruff for 10 yards, 1-0. To 1990, and it was a Scottish Cup fourth round tie as Queen of the South headed to Tannadice. It started well. The visitors went ahead after 105 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> we were level though, just before half-time, Mia Dragravokovic crossed for Paddy Conley to head home. We then went ahead just after the hour mark. Darren Jackson knocked down a Ray McKinnon free kick and Mixu Patalainen smashed home from close range. And that's how it finished as we progressed into the next round. 
Jerry Nixon was on from the start for the first time in 1994 and the Trinidad and Tobago striker made it an even more memorable afternoon by scoring the goal which ended almost five years without a victory at Easter Road as we won the game 1-0. Final one for today and after a run of three away games, United returned to Tandice to take on Inverness Cali Thistle on a Tuesday night in 2019. The deadlock was finally broken midway through the second half and it came from the penalty spot after Peter Pollock was fouled in the penalty area by, it says here, former United defender Cole Donaldson. That's Vergeron calling him a football player. Anyway, Nicky Clark stepped up and he sent uh, Rigders the wrong way as we secured a vital 1-0 victory. So how about the 1-0s today? How about the 1-0s? We'll We'll take them. Absolutely, three out of four, happy days. Anyway, the first of five massive games has secured three points. It's Airdrionians on Tuesday. So bring a pal and we'll see you at Tanadice. We're at Dode Fox Podcast on social media. Check out the website, dodefoxpodcast.com. Do have a great week. Stay safe. And don't forget to wash your hands and your arsehole. 